This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Falcons are doing things, son! Are they doing things you want them to do? Or are they doing things that make sense for our football team? It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And before we get into what the Falcons are doing, uh, our buddy Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, uh, he now works for EMGM. He does some betting stuff. Mike, Trey Wingo is reporting that uh, the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets deal is done. Now, we have not gotten any clarity on this. Um, there are... There's no one else reporting this as we speak, so we're going to reserve judgment. But I'm just telling you, Trey Wingo, a guy that is dialed in and has been doing it a long mm-hmm. time, says that the Aaron Rodgers deal is done. So if that is, in fact, true, this is one of the dominoes that we were waiting to, to fall. We started the show talking about all the free agent movement, which we'll talk about in our NFL Blitz, Mike. But, uh, again, Trey Wingo reporting that we don't have any clarification yet. Right. And last we heard, Aaron Rodgers was still – deciding and there's really only one place to go because everybody in Green Bay including the team president makes it sound like they're kicking his butt out the door and good riddance and it was great but just not uh, getting it done and they're kind of sick of the you know waiting for the other shoe to drop meanwhile our fan base for what it's worth on social media you can follow us on YouTube and you can follow us on Twitch and on Twitter and everything else put them up see Dukes on Mike Bell ATL the uh the Falcon fans are restless Mm. I mean you knew this unless there was going to be some big splash and Guys, there's no reason for us to bring in Odell Beckham right now, okay? That's a piece that puts you over the top when you are ready to go win the Super Bowl. Yes, every year we aspire to win the Super Bowl, and you go from worst to first in this division, but I just think that it's a lot of guys. I guess maybe the Lamar Jackson thing has so many people fixated, but remember, everybody said we're going to collude till the price comes down on that one. And the Falcons, I'm not saying the Falcons are colluding, but everybody else sure sounds like they are. Well, Wednesday, no one can talk to Lamar until Wednesday because this is literally Correct. the tampering period has to do with agents. You know, he represents himself. He's, you know, he's got help, but um, they can't physically talk to him until Wednesday. So even if a team wanted to offer him an offer sheet, that will not happen until Wednesday. Now you've got Don, uh, who is this? Oh, uh, Don Cliveman, I believe it is, uh, from NFL. He covers the NFL, uh, retweeting and talking about Trey Wingo reporting this Aaron Rodgers thing. So we'll see if it gets traction. If it does, okay, again, I don't think it'll be a surprise. Hell, they flew across the country to see him last <laughs> right. week. Everybody knows they're pursuing him. This just simply means that he came out of the dark room and he got clarity on the Jets. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Again, there's really only one place to go at this point. Yeah, so, so I mean, if that, that takes place, it's just one of those things. And then you say, okay, well, let's talk about some of the stuff that's happened, Mike, around the NFL today. Again, lots of guys getting deals. These deals won't become official till Wednesday. Chris, let's get to an NFL. Blue! Hi, Hi. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league. 
This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. Let's start first with our Falcons, Mike. What do you think about the moves that have been made so far with the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, addressing needs. Now, we didn't spend much time on Lindstrom, sorry, because we just assumed that Chris Lindstrom would get himself a deal. And because he is a Pro Bowl caliber guard, it would reset the market. And he did. Uh, it is along the lines of a similar contract to what the Colts did when they drafted their really good guard, and that was last year, and that was a four-year deal. This is a five-year deal, and it averages out to over $20 million a, a year. So I don't think it's necessarily the sexiest thing, but you need it. And, yeah, Quentin Nelson got a similar deal, but this one's bigger. This is a guy who was plug-and-play. This is a guy that, again, with the exception of maybe a few weeks with Derek Brown with Carolina, Carl, he does great at his position. He grades out the highest and you need it. And you see on the other side of the guard, we've had a revolving door. So it's important when you get the right guy to keep him in your team. And that's what they did. I think you're right, Mike. I mean, can we find a a guy that's comparable on the other side to play guard across from, from Lindstrom? We haven't done it yet. As a matter of fact, five guys played left guard last year. Right. We, we started five different guys at the position where you went, well, let's just roll him out there. And let's roll him out there. So right now... We are in a pickle, and I mentioned Nate Davis, who played for the Titans, who plays right guard, is a free agent. If you feel like he can play left guard, it wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons make a run at him. And, Mike, he is young. I don't know his injury history, if he has any, but if Arthur Smith knows, if anybody knows, it's Arthur Smith. Right. Now, remember, guys, uh, we went round and round about him, and they drafted him third. And he was terrible. And he'll never play guard again unless everyone gets hurt as Jalen Mayfield. Mm. And that was that just gives you an idea of sometimes you got to dedicate or allocate higher picks, like first or second round, low end. Usually, you know, from the 10th down, you start getting into the guards. They usually don't go top 10. But Lindstrom was certainly worth it where he was picked at 14. Mayfield was picked in the third round, and he was terrible. So we've struggled. Elijah Wilkinson, we've, as you said, everybody got a chance to play that position, like to get a chance to really solidify this line. And the Orlando Brown thing isn't impossible either because you still have cap space. No. I, I Listen, we haven't made a splash yet. You've made a nice trade with John U. Smith um, from, the, from the Patriots to bring him here as a tight end. The David Onyemata deal is not breaking the bank. No. So there's still something that may happen. And I don't know if it's going to happen today or maybe mm. tomorrow, but something there's something else looming, Mike, right. and I'm not sure what it is. Some people think it's Jesse Bates, the safety. Mm. Some people think it is now. You say, okay, what else is out there? What helps us? What helps us the most? Yeah, I mean, I'd still say the trenches. I know that there's the great sort of philosophical debate. Do you build from the back? Do you build from the front? Bates, to me, unless we do something really dynamic up front, Bates is maybe not the piece that puts us over the top, although he is certainly a name brand at the safety position. It would be an upgrade. Maybe that's on their, on their list. We'll find out. You still need a corner. Whether Again, guys, whether it's through the draft or free agency, you need another corner. You need another guard. Uh, you still need a tackle because Caleb McGarry, you still got to go get a tackle. Uh, and, and they may get him on pennies on the dollar. McGarry, the good news is you didn't do a crazy contract. He may find he's not going to get what he thought he was going to get. But wide receiver, not a great draft for wide receivers. You want to go get somebody, a, a middle-of-the-road wide receiver, a slot guy, one of those undersized sort of speedy guys to kind of compliment what you already got? Is yes. that something? But yes. That's not expensive. No, it shouldn't be. And even if you wanted to bring in a speedster who may be – an undrafted free agent that has talent, Mike. You don't necessarily have to no. always draft that guy that you feel like, okay, he's really talented, but let's bring him to camp and right. see. Here's what else is going on around the league, guys. Just a quick rundown. Jimmy Garoppolo is signing with the Raiders. No surprise there. He joins McDaniels. They had a history with the Patriots. Uh, as I mentioned, Jason Kelsey's going to come back and play for the Eagles. That's a big deal if you're an Eagles fan simply because that the, the solidifies the offensive line for them. Um, elsewhere around the league, Mike, the Dolphins are all in. 
They trade for Jalen Ramsey, all right, and now you've got two all-pro corners for the Dolphins and Xavier Howard uh, and Ramsey, mm-hmm. who's going to, you know, they traded, by the way, third-round pick. Yeah. Third-rounder for Jalen Ramsey. Now, I will say this about Ramsey. He did get in matchups with the elite wide receivers. He did get his lunch served exposed. a few times. He got exposed a little bit. Now, look, he's, again, in the Deion Sanders uh, all-lip, no grip. Now, Deion, of course, the greatest to dress out, but everyone since then who going to play at FSU has aspired to be that guy. And his brand kind of took some hits, but he is still certainly one of the elite-level corners. And, uh, again, you would think about the ass, Carl. You're right. 77th pick and sending a tight end and Hunter Long, who's never played two games for the Dolphins, out to L.A. It's, I think the Dolphins have set themselves up. If Ramsey can get back to being Ramsey, right. they, they're going to have a really nice right. de- defense. We've got some insider beef here, Mike. Ian Rappaport saying, I wish it did happen, but nothing has happened with Aaron Rodgers. Now, we talked about Wingo. The report was Trey Wing- Ringo said that uh, Aaron Rodgers is being traded to the Jets. So Ian is saying it hasn't happened. Nothing has happened yet. Okay. Uh, again, uh, Trey, to your point earlier off the air, Trey's not really the guy that breaks this kind of stuff. That wasn't really his job at ESPN, but he does know people in the business, so we'll see who's accurate and who gets it first. You guys know the standards has fallen as far as multiple sources these days. The other thing is, what about Baker Mayfield? Speaking of the Rams shedding Uh-oh. some salary, what about Baker Mayfield going to the Bucks? Our buddy Rick Stroud down in Tampa says this is now in play. This is not a rumor that the Bucs are interested in Baker Mayfield. Listen, if you're going to reset, you're, in, you're going to be in salary cap hill. A lot of that has to do with Tom Brady. Why not reset with Baker Mayfield? You know, you talk about how many chances is he going to get? Yeah. Browns, well, first-rounders get a lot of chances. Browns, right? Carolina. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the Rams. Does really good for a couple of games. And now you're saying he may be the starter in Tampa Bay? Well, again, you just laid it out. Tampa Bay has got a reckoning. And the Rams, by the way, this is their reckoning. The Rams went to two Super Bowls, 1-1. That's pretty good, right? Five-year run? Yeah. Five, Chris, six years, six-year run altogether. You had a run, blank those picks was the listening mantra. If I told Falcon fans... We'd be, again, at some point, the Rams, it's not as bad, it's close, but it's not as bad as where we were last year with the cap. But the Rams rolled the dice, went to two Super Bowls, won one. To me, that's mission accomplished. It is. Now you got to take it in the shores for a season or two. You know, it is, Mike. And, and here's the deal, though. They paid the right people, right? They traded for Stafford. They paid Aaron Donald. They traded for Rams. They did it the right way that ultimately led them to a Super Bowl. That's the part that we haven't gotten right. That's mm-hmm. the part where these signings and free agent deals are going to make a difference. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Deron Payne gets a huge contract from the Commanders. We expected this. They franchise tagged him. The guys, they had a, a deadline until July 15th. All these guys that we've talked about that have been franchised have to get a deal done between now and July 15th. So they had plenty of time, but why wait? You knew this was going to happen and what you potentially were going to have to pay him. So, Mike, um, a good deal for him. Uh, and I think this is a smart play by the commanders, who, by the way, are making some other good moves. Yeah, man, this is Martin Mayhew, by the way. For years, Bruce Allen was involved in that train wreck, and he's gone. You still got a terrible owner in Snyder, but Martin Mayhew gets a contract from, you just mentioned, Deron Payne, which creates $9 million in cap space for the commanders to go do some of the things they did, including stealing one of the Chiefs' uh, tackles, right tackle in this uh, free agency period. Now, we talked about Derek Carr. He spoke to the media this weekend as the Saints introduced him as their new head coach or uh, head football quarterback, should I say. Uh, Derek Carr was talking about what he learned in getting released by the Raiders. It's like Las Vegas and just like Oakland. They're going to get literally everything that I have. And I've learned a lot from my time. And, and then getting released, you know, it, it alerts you to some things. Like, 
you know, what else can I do? You know, that fire, you know, gets a little, a little hotter on the inside. And, um, you know, I'm not going to get into too much detail on what I'm going to bring. Okay, I mean, you got a lave, you got some weapons. You don't have uh, Sean Payton because, of course, he's in Denver. But I, I know that uh, they're paying him like a big-time starter. I'm just curious to see because Derek Carr, it's he's kind of a guy that you just feel the way you feel about that second tier like a Kirk Cousins. Then he might put the numbers up, but you really trust him in crunch time. We're going to find out. I mean, I do think he gives them a much better chance than Jameis or the Red Rifle. But um, he's saying he's got this fire burning in his belly because he felt he felt insulted. I mean, listen. And, and here's the deal. If you're Derek Carr and you see they gave up on me and they go get an, an injury-prone yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. y- you feel good about that? Yeah, I mean, you've replaced me with the bad version of me that can't stay healthy. That's basically what I look at when I see Garoppolo. You're right. So if he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, that's what's going to fuel Derek Carr. Look, one thing for certain, everybody is uh, kind of around, wrapped their head around the idea, Carolina and Tepper and company, they're going after C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Stroud is the guy that they've earmarked. So for better or for worse, Stroud's going to be in this division. I don't know if the Bucks do Baker Mayfield. That's sure enough, short-term two or three years. Carr is at least three years for the Saints. And we've got to maybe, if we're going to compete offensively, I mean, either we get the best pass rushers involved or we get the best offensive line. So what are we doing right now? A little bit of both? A little bit of both. Okay. I think a little bit of both. While we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and again, one report from one source says that the Rodgers deal is done, that he's getting traded to the Jets. Ian Rappaport, who works for the NFL Network, says it's not done. But Rodgers, um, he was addressed by Mark Murphy. And, you know, Mark Murphy's the CEO of the Packers. He was like, look, we want to get a win for both sides. I mean, I can't get into all the details, but, you know, it's a situation where I think we wanted uh, to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully, uh, you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides. All right, man. I know that uh, it just seems like it's come to a head, right? It's just time to and push and move on. And and I, the Jets also, let's be honest, there's pressure. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do anything. The pressure is squarely on the Jets to consummate this deal because everybody and their uncle just expects it. And now as the other quarterbacks are getting gobbled up, Carr and Garoppolo, you're running out of guys. No doubt about it. More news to come, guys, as we continue to break down the latest with the NFL it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I do want to mention this. Yeah, man, no, man. We're going to move it up today, uh, and Chris is going to handle it at 4, or check me, uh, 3.20 here, just in about 10 minutes. And then Bryant McFadden is going to join us from CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. We'll talk about all these moves with Bryant and get his thoughts. Georgia Tech basketball has a new head coach. And, Mike, we didn't get a chance to talk about this because Jason came on and uh, we were talking about some of this other stuff, this news that was breaking in, in the NFL. It is Damon Stoudemire. And he is now the new head basketball coach. He was with the Celtics staff, okay? Damon had a tremendous NFL, uh, NBA career. He was, uh, was a college coach. But Mike, you mentioned this. He comes with not a, uh, an exclusive or an extensive resume when it comes yeah. to college coaching. Yeah, to be honest, his record is about the same as Josh Pastner at Tech for his time he's coaching at Pacific. Guys, if you know what Pacific is, he was six games under 500 for his career. He was an assistant coach for many years at Memphis, uh, as you guys know, played uh, at Arizona. Um, and in the last few years, he was on the staff at the Boston Celtics as an assistant, which ironically were just in town. So I guess Jay Bat said, hey, you're over at the Ritz-Carlson. Let's have some drinks and pulls the trigger. It is interesting because you and I were just talking to Randy and Andy before they left the studio this morning, this afternoon. Does Damon Stoudemire resonate with an 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid basketball recruit? 
I don't know. I mean, Penny Hardaway. I don't know. You know is up in Memphis. Yes. It's almost like you're trying to catch some of that lightning in a bottle. I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Listen. NBA Penny, pedigree. Well, Penny hired all NBA guys when he first mm-hmm. got to Memphis. His whole staff was all NBA guys. Part of the allure is I know what it takes. And whether you buy into that philosophy, I think there are a lot of great college coaches, guys you're going to watch in the tournament who didn't play in the league. You don't have to play in the league to be a great college coach. But, Mike, if that is some of the selling job that you want to get across, Damon Stoudemire can sell that. You know, I know what it takes. I know how to get there. And we're going to run things that get you noticed and recognized. But here's the bigger thing, and, and I don't care who it is, and this is not a, a knock on Damon Stoudemire. I can't wait to talk to him and see why he wanted to take this job and what he wants to do with it. Got to get players. Right. Got to get players. At the end of the day, college basketball, college football, college baseball, I don't care. Pick your sport. Got to get players. And if he doesn't do that, Mike, we're going to be right back in the same spot mm. in about five years talking about where Georgia Tech basketball is. I think mm. it's a bold hire, though, by Jay Bat. I do. Five seasons at Pacific. For those who don't follow hoops, that's the Western Coast, West Coast Conference. That's Gonzaga's conference. Uh, he was best year on 2019-20, Coral. Uh, and then COVID hit, 23-10. and 10. That would have been his probably best chance to do something in a tournament. Mm. Was 11-5 and five in conference that year. And then the year later, 9-9. Nine and nine. Coming up, yeah, man, no, man. Turtle will handle it for us. Coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And no man today. Uh, by the way, big shout-out to everybody who sent those great pictures over the weekend. Hashtag mm. Dukes and Bell tailgated home. Yes, we still do it, and it is still Huge. And thank you for uh, the pictures of Hey Man Al. Did you see the one guy sent a yeah. – he said his son had a bad game and he went home and he had to soothe his soul with Hey Man Al. Yeah, unfortunately he put it into a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> tumbler. And so I, I said to him, I, I wanted to be appreciative of him buying our beer, but I said, whatever makes you happy there, Cowboys fan. But, uh, yeah, we do appreciate you guys, including the photos with your social media. All right. What's going on today, Turtle? No time to waste, boys. Too important of a day for oh. me to tell you about my golf score or the weather or <laughs> anything like that. So let's get right to it. I have in my possession what could be the last sound we ever hear from Aaron Rodgers as a member of the Green Bay Packers. Brandon Marshall, the former Jet, okay. caught up with Aaron Rodgers this weekend for his podcast, I Am Athlete. And he tried to get the scoop about his meeting with Woody Johnson and the Jets' front office. You know, it's, it's always interesting meeting important figures in the sport. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. That's all I'm giving you. I'm just there now. That's all I'm giving you. Hey, Rod. Okay. Less is more. Uh, yeah, if you're expecting something. In this case, is it? Yeah, yeah not really. Look, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I think Aaron Rodgers' best days are behind him. It's going to be very interesting. Brett, you could argue that when Brett Favre went to the Jets, he had more in the tank. And he got injured that year. It, was, it took the uh, Vikings to the NFC Championship yeah. a year later. I just think Aaron Rodgers is at a point where he's not the same dude. Now you're going to throw in now. Some would say he's so colossally Unique that he will handle New York. I think New York can break him. I think New York can crush his soul. I will break you. I've seen a stronger man fail. Anyway, Chris, there you go. So there's Aaron Rodgers giving you nothing. Um, I don't know what to get out of that. I mean, listen, you would think because it was a former NFL player mm-hmm. who he respects enough to stop and talk to that you might get more out of him. Right. Well, how about the disrespect to Woody Johnson? Right. It was interesting. You're talking to a multi-billionaire yeah. owner of the team you may play for, and it was interesting. Well, here's the thing. Did Woody talk or did uh, uh, did their general manager talk? Did Robert Sala talk? Was Nathaniel Hackett like, guys, I've got this. Just everybody be quiet. Who was the lead on this? 
I will say this, in his heyday, now Arthur, I don't know if Arthur's still roped into getting big free agents to come here. We used to joke around about ABC, Arthur Blank closes. Arthur Blank is so much more charismatic. Woody Johnson, have you ever seen him speak? He's socially inept. Yeah. I mean, he really yeah. is. I mean, he, he makes Paul Allen look comfortable, the late Paul Allen. He's true. You know, so it's just, I'm not sure. So Aaron Rodgers, maybe just being honest, the guy's, he's a billionaire, but he's got the personality of a thumbtack. Yeah. We want you to New York. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason they sent him overseas for four years. Oh, guys. that's Seriously. true. That's true. We didn't want him here. All right. Let's fix the Oscars because, frankly, it's an event that I used to love, look forward to every year, and now... It's unwatchable, in my opinion. It's unwatchable. It's not funny. It's not funny? I don't recognize hardly any of the movies that are nominated anymore. You haven't seen any of the movies. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once looks interesting, I guess. I'll watch it now that it won Best Picture. A multi-dimensional family saga. And yeah. that's the best way to describe it. And there's a lot of stuff going on. It was a lot, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Well, you told me you turned it off at first. Yeah, I mean, filmmaking-wise, it took me three cracks to get through it. So you did watch it? I did watch it. Okay. I, watched, I watched The Whale. I didn't, I mean, you were out of town when I watched The Whale. The Whale is the most depressing film I've ever seen. Yeah. And some people, either, you either love it or you hate it, like most Darren, uh, Darren, Darren Aronofsky movies. But anyway, back to you, Chris, with the Oscars. Well, I'm, I'm with Chris. I just think you can't have cutting-edge stuff because... You got to be PC. The most interesting thing in the last twenty years is Will Smith slapping uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, that the other that, movie, that Banshees of uh, Inisherin, was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was three hours of nothing. Nothing happened. Carl, I'm Irish. Uh, my, my heritage is Irish. I love Irish things and Irish themes. That movie goes nowhere, and it's 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 trying so hard to be so clever, and it's just I, to me it was just a waste of my time. Yeah, I, get, I said one of those movies you get done watching, you're going. It's two hours of my life. I All can't right. get back. So, and the last time those two got together in Bruges, that's a great uh, movie. Yes. It just true. didn't work this time. So the, the whale thing, I, I heard Brendan Frazier on Stern, and he did this long-form interview and talked about how this was like the most challenging, hardest role. If, if you're not familiar with it, he plays this obese, overweight gentleman um, with a lot of issues going on. But you said it. People love it or hate it. I'm just curious, was this, you know, because every time you – you get to the Oscars. It's like last year with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It was his moment, right? Everybody said he was going to win for that particular role. Right. For Brandon Frazier, all the stuff that he's done over the years, whether you like him or not, like this was a role. You get one of those roles, Mike, maybe a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Some people get two or three, and they get really lucky. And my point is, like, I hear, I was hearing all of this, and, and he was talking about the role and how, you know, and it made me want to go see it. Now, I've not seen it yet, right. but uh, what's the other one? All Fronts, uh, All the all Quiet, quiet on, on the Western, Western. Now, I did That's watch that. That's a remake of, like, a 1930s. But movie. I loved it. I, I'm a, look, I'm a, a history buff. I love stuff like that and watching. I thought that was a great movie. I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix, by the way. But some of this other stuff I haven't seen. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, and again, I just, I, I, it's funny. I'll, t- I'll save it for Guy Talk. I was talking to Marlon Brando's daughter. Last night on Twitter about the movies wow. and the Oscars. So you never know what you're going to get into. We'll save that for wow. coming up later in the show. Okay, so here's how we fix it. And this was inspired by our buddy Abe Gordon, who I heard doing his show this weekend. He had a similar idea, and I expounded upon it. We're going to call these the CMCs, the Common Man Categories. Ah. I have five for you guys that I think if they implemented something along those lines, a lot more people like us would be interested in the Oscars again. Best choreographed fight scene. Okay. In a movie. All right. Best cameo. Think mm. Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. Okay. Revitalized his right. career. Best action sequence involving a vehicle. Best <laughs> voiceover work. And best franchise installment of I the like year. It. I would add best stunt, not CGI. 
you know, because there's too much of that in this world. But yeah. I like that. Nice job. I like those ideas. I, I, I do, too. And uh, the franchise thing, that's big because, again, once you get on one of these billion-dollar franchises, they just don't go mm. away. I mean, I just saw Scream is coming back. I'm like, I saw Scream, the original. I liked it when it was Scream, not mm. Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I think this is Scream 6 or whatever it is, and they're bringing it back. I'm with you with the whole franchise thing. I think that's a smart play. I just think, um, and, and I did not watch as as adamantly as I did last year one. I don't know, Mike. I mean, you said it. I knew I knew nothing was going to happen this year. I mean, if I remember, it was Cloud Atlas was the movie the guys who did the Matrix, the lady, the people that made the Matrix that Wachowskis did. And this one, this uh, if you hadn't seen it, guys, is everything. Uh, everywhere, all at once. It's it's a lot. It's multidimensional. Basically, it's a mom and her daughter and the dad, and and, they, and there's different worlds. And there's a lot going on. But it was you know, I, mean, I didn't to Chris's point. Hollywood just makes has no original ideas. So when something like this was so outside the box, amongst other things, they got it. Jamie Lee Curtis got an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Well, that's what I'm saying. Think about how long she's been on the scene. She gets this role. This is the one. I mean, you you get one of these. Usually in a 25 or 30-year Technically, year. it's roles because you're playing like four different versions of a, of and, a character. And, and when people start, it starts building, this is the one, and you start getting that buzz leading up to the Oscars, This it's usually happened. I'm happy. I like Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way. I've not seen this movie. I don't know if she's deserving of it, but at the end of the day, I'm a Jamie Lee Curtis fan. All right, real quick before we got to go, we got about a minute and a half. I got a couple over-unders for you All right. with the Falcons regarding free agency. The Falcons will spend $20 million or more on .5 over-under players, meaning mm. at least one player will be signed for over $20 million. Lindstrom got his deal, which does that count? We're not counting Lindstrom because we're doing more. Plus, so two, over three. Tw- over 20. I'm going to say there's got to be a bigger splash, Carl. There's got to be a bigger splash coming down the pike. We just don't know what it is. These deals, even the Lindstrom deal, is reasonable because it's your guy. It saves you money. It's a five-year deal. It's cap-friendly, even though the money sounds like it's a lot. It's five years, $105 million. David Anyamata, guys, technically it's three years, $35 million. It's a two-year deal. The third year always is, is voidable, and you can get out of it. Point is, I do, I, I do think there's a bigger oh, move coming, and it I, might happen before the day is up. But I can't imagine a Rashawn Evans contract being even remotely close to $20 million. That's, no, I mean, that's, no. that's going to be more aligned no. along, somewhere between Anyamata's deal no. and, uh, and higher. Maybe they go and get, you know, let's be honest, maybe they go get an edge rusher. Maybe they go and get another offensive line. Orlando Brown is still out there. I mean, he's out there on the float, and that would be the resetting. The, you'll be resetting the market at the tackle position along with guard. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if they're waiting on somebody or something. But, again, free agency officially doesn't start mm. until Wednesday. So if there's something that they want to do Wednesday, maybe they, they're waiting on that, Mike. But they got in early, and they needed to do some of the things that we're seeing right now, which is good news. Great job, Turtle. Get us out of here, man. All right. As always, we are brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. Now spicier with the Fireshire as well. And go to the Georgia Hemp Company. Save 10% on your order with code SQUIDBILLY10. Turtle, hit Chris's music. You great wanna- flow. Hit a great flow. You want to go check out the Hawks and the Warriors. We've got a pair of standing room only tickets. March 17th at State Farm Arena. Um, by the way, it's 92.9 the game night as well on Friday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can go. I'm going to give you a, t- a chance to win these tickets right now. 404-741-0929. Caller 5. 5. You're going to go. You're going to have a pair of standing room only tickets to go see the Warriors. Coming up. We'll talk some more football with a guy who's a friend of the show. We'll get all of his... 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thoughts on all of the moves next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Stay tuned for that. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Bryant McFadden is here, and we're going to talk some football with Bryant McFadden. Three times. I checked that. Two times Super Bowl champion. Mm. I don't want to give you too many rings, Bree. Uh, let's talk about what's going on in free agency, man, and what do you think, first and foremost, what's going on with the Falcons? If you've not heard, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jonu Smith, they make a trade for him, tied in from the Patriots, who was with Arthur Smith with the Titans. Uh, previous to that, Chris Lindstrom, they re-signed him. It's a five-year, $105 million deal. David Anyamata played for the Saints. He gave us troubles every time we played those guys, and he reunites with Ryan Nielsen, the defensive coordinator, who is now with the Falcons. What do you make of these moves, and do you think the Falcons make a big splash, all right, a bigger move as we move forward? Well, so far, I like it. I like it, guys. Um, the, the main priority, you know, for the Falcons – I believe it was Chris, you know, being able to show up some consistency in the interior of the offensive line is imperative, especially if you're going to go to battle with a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. And, man, he, he really performed well last year, very, very physical, super consistent. The continuity that he provides has been well documented, and being able to bring him back was a huge plus. You talk about John Lewis Smith. Man, if you look at what he didn't do in New England, it was night and day compared to what he did when he was with Arthur Smith in Tennessee, as you alluded to. Very, very successful in that scheme in Tennessee. Really didn't see that same production in New England, but you only gave up a seven-round pick to go get him. Now you're able to utilize Kyle Pitts in many different ways, knowing that you got a, a, a generic-style tight end that can always line up on the line of scrimmage, now you can move around Kyle Pitts a lot more. So I like that makeup. And you talk about just being able to add a big-time playmaker alongside Grady Jarrett and bringing in David. I mean, you're able to improve your defensive line instantly, and you take one of the big-time playmakers from your rival in the Saints. So I love that as, as a win-win for the Falcons as well. Still got a lot of money to play with, right? right? So let's see exactly what's next. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, Bryant, the one guy that we kept uh, harping on, there was two names, Jerron Payne, and he obviously stayed in Washington. They made a nice deal there. And then Javon Hargrave. And is Hargrave a better fit? And 49ers got him. It's like not a, it's not a break-the-bank deal, but I thought pound for pound he was the best DT available. What's your thoughts on him? No question, man. Javon Hargrave is a dog. Three-down lineman, very, very disruptive in, in run support, not to mention a big-time pass rusher as well. And it's basically a two-year deal for San Francisco. San Francisco was already a stout unit defensively. 
especially in the trenches, but they just got better. You got Armstead, Hargrave, and Bosa. They can just line me up at the weak side deep end spot, <laughs> and I'll probably get some pressures based on the attention the other three guys will com- would command. So I love it. I, I felt like Javon Hargrave, his skill set, his talent, he would fit any scheme because he's that type of player. And he didn't wait long to really see what was out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had a nice, extensive market, but clearly going out to San Francisco, man, he has to love that because, as I mentioned, he's playing alongside two other studs on the defensive line. B, I'm a little surprised that the the Chiefs said, hey, Orlando Brown, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. And then they go sign Jawan Taylor, who agrees to a four-year deal, $80 million with the Chiefs. Brown is still a really good tackle. And, you know, um, the thought is he was the guy that was going to maybe reset the tackle market this offseason. I don't know where he ends up, but Mike and I were talking about, look, if you're the Falcons and you really want to go all in, you go get this guy, you move, you know, our, our current left tackle, Jake Matthews, to right. And all of a sudden, you've shored up your offensive line. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that, but what do you make of that move that Jawan Taylor now goes to the Chiefs and Orlando Brown's out there still trying to figure out where he's going to end up? Well, it makes sense for Kansas City. Uh, number one, they have, you know, uh, chemistry and a relationship in moving a right tackle to left tackle because, remember, Orlando Brown, when he was playing for Baltimore, he was a right tackle. That's why he wanted to get out of Baltimore because he wanted to play left tackle. He goes to Kansas City, flourishes at the left tackle position. Going to get Jawan Taylor, you talked about an $80 million deal, but he's much cheaper than what Orlando Brown Jr. is looking for. Yeah. Orlando Brown, as you, as you mentioned, he's trying to reset the tackle market, and he right. probably will do so. So if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you're able to go get a guy who's very, very consistent, right? The upside is clearly there, but at a cheaper rate, it makes sense because now you have to address the right side because Andrew Wiley – just signed with not he didn't sign he just agreed to terms with right. the commanders right. so remember both of their tackles are free agents orlando brown jr and a- andrew wiley and you don't want to lose both guys but it seems like they're going to lose both guys but you have a nice plan in place in bringing in jawan taylor as i mentioned he's much cheaper than orlando brown and what he's looking to get on the market it is our man bmac brian mcfadden super bowl winner with the steelers a proud seminal here on the wait4.com hotline we spent a lot of time about caleb mcgarry Neither Carl and I wanted to re-sign him and let him go see what he can find in the open market. Would you bring him back, or you feel that uh, you can find better? Man, I try to bring him back. I, I think the Falcons will try to bring him back. He played lights out a year ago. You already brought back Chris. If you can bring back McGarry as well, I mean, you got two stalwarts on your defense, on your offensive line, two young players that you can build around and, and continue to add more talent to the puzzle there in Atlanta. But I think he's going to have a very, very extensive market. You talked about Orlando Brown and maybe a team that might want his services. I think the same team that would, could utilize Orlando Brown services could utilize McGarry's services as well in the Chicago Bears. We know they need help fast. Right on the offensive line, the tackle position has been inconsistent. The entire offensive line unit has been inconsistent. They got a lot of money to play with, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Chicago, you know, attack one of those tackles that we're talking about in, in regards to McGarry and, and most recently Orlando Brown Jr. Let's talk about this quarterback market. Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, sixty-seven and a half million. He's going to be a Raider. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I get it. Uh, but, you know, you just gave up on Derek Carr to bring in a, an injury-prone Jimmy Garoppolo. Help me with this, Bryant. Well, it's it's basically a two-year deal, right? I think he only got like 30-something guaranteed. Correct. So it could, it could be a one-year deal. 
You know what I mean? Because basically, that's the quarterback market right now in the mid-30s for most quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So this is basically a one-year deal. Now, hypothetically speaking, guys, I think the Raiders, they're sitting at seven right now in the first round. If one of those quarterbacks falls into their laps, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a, take, take a quarterback in the first round. You know, because of the concerns in regards to Jimmy Garoppolo and his health. And just seeing how this deal is structured. Basically, $35 million guaranteed. That tells me this is a one-year deal. Basically, Jimmy, you ball out, you stick around. If you don't, we look elsewhere. And I think based on how the draft could fold for uh, the Raiders, if one of those quarterbacks, you know, Levis, Richardson, Stroud, you know, Young, if any of those quarterbacks are available at seven, it wouldn't surprise me to see them take a guy at seven, but right now, as a potential gap, a gap, stop, gap stop for them, stop gap. I'm sorry, I like this move for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's healthy, they probably win ball games based on what Jimmy Garoppolo has done in his career. He's a winner. Say whatever you want to say about him. You know, he finds ways to win ball games. Yeah, he finds ways to lose them too. Hey, it is our man uh, Brian McFadden with us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Uh, you are a, a really good defensive back. Is Jesse Bates a guy that you know, we're, we're so many pieces away that's an afterthought, or should we be getting in the Jesse Bates market? Hey, you should, depending on what the market is as well. Um, he just played under the franchise tag. Uh, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are basically willing to let him walk. He's a do-it-all playmaker, you know, big-time turnover machine, tackles extremely well. You know, it depends on what the market is. You know, you, you got to, for the Falcons, I think you got to be strategic in how you spend your money. You know what I mean? You got to find a ways to be, you know, sneaky with your money and spending it, but also getting guys that can be a difference maker into the program instantly and provide a spark. I like Jesse Bates. You know, he's one of those names that probably most households don't know of. But if you watch his tape, he has hot hibachi tape. Uh, he plays physical. <laughs> he plays the right way, and and, and he can cre- he can get the football back to your offense. Yeah, it's uh, it's hmm. crazy, man. I think the Dolphins are all in. I want your thoughts on Jalen Ramsey in the trade while we're talking DBs. They got two all you know all pro DBs now at corner, and you look at what they've done. Mike White, by the way, signs a two year deal to be the backup to Tua Tonga mm-hmm. Loa. Dolphins all in. Yeah, they all in. They all in. You know, right now when you got a, a young quarterback still in his rookie deal, you got to spend money. You got to take advantage of that rookie contract. Getting Jalen Ramsey, giving up a third round pick is huge for them because, as you mentioned, going back to a year ago, they couldn't get any timely stops, man. They were always in shootouts. Now you get Jalen Ramsey. Don't forget, Vic Vangio is the new DC yep. there in Miami as well. So you talk about the scheme that he utilizes, right, his coaching philosophy and the success he's had as a defensive coordinator. Then you talk about the personnel. You know, you got Phillips as one rush in, you know, as a pass rusher. You know, you got Bradley Chubb, who they got from Denver a year ago as well. The personnel is really nice there in Miami. So one would think they will be much better. And offensively, it's all about the health of Tua Tungavailoa. He has all the weapons a quarterback will want to have. Can he stay healthy? You know what I mean? That's the key. But if he's healthy, I like their chances to be very, very competitive this year. I know we talked quarterbacks with you about the draft a few days back, but uh, everyone's everyone's indication is Carolina wants C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. Is that the right move? I disagree. I I, I disagree. Mike, I'm telling you right now, I don't think that is the guy. I think the guy is Bryce Young. Uh, you know what I said about Bryce Young weeks ago when we were talking about him. I can care less about what they're saying. His his size is his measurables. Last time I checked, this guy was playing the same size throughout high school, and he's been doing numbers. He's been kicking folks in the mouth as a five ten, five eleven guy. So why do you think it would change now, right? So 
I like Bryce Young. I think Carolina is going to go Bryce Young. Uh, we have to wait and see. But then, what's this foolishness I'm hearing from Carolina that they might potentially trade out of number one? But like, what are we doing? Like, I, I hope that's a, a tall tale. Uh, clearly, because what they did to get up to number one, man, tells me, number one, they were punch drunk. Number two, they all in and whoever that guy is, they're trying to get at quarterback. Because you give up 17 picks and DJ Moore, you got to be heavily intoxicated. Huh. No doubt. B, it's always good to talk with you. Brian McFadden, guys, check him out. CBS and CBS Sports HQ. You can follow him on social media as well. Hey, man, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. I think that me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the other rumors uh, we didn't get to in the Blitz is that Arizona is looking for people. People want to get up and get their quarterback. So, again, the Bears are out. you got Carolina, and then you've got Houston. So, Houston will get either C.J. Stroud or Bryce, depending on what Carolina does. And if you if you covet somebody else, you can trade up to Carolina and lock out somebody by getting up to number three. Yeah, Houston's not coming out of two. No. No way. No way. All right, guys, coming up, we got an announcement. Stay right there. Oh, I will. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 